Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. Welcome to episode nine of Your Health and Your Wealth. Later on the program, we'll be talking about gold because gold has surged to a record high. If you've ever thought about maybe buying a little gold bar, what do you need to know and what do you need to know about it? We'll tell you more soon. But first, let's start with your health. And pet ownership has surged during the pandemic, I guess, as more of us stay at home, isolated and seeking company. And puppy ownership in particular has become really popular. So if you're a new puppy owner or considering a puppy, what do you need to know? And for that, I'm joined by Anthony Kazimatis. He's a vet and a co-owner of Super Vets in Brisbane. Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Ricardo. So, Anthony, I've heard many stories about pet ownership really going through the roof during the pandemic. Is that something you've seen? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, a hospital absolutely has, has seen that during the last six months. Um, it's uh, been an influx and everyone has made that notice, um, has noticed that yeah, drastically, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Um, well, uh, I think the most obvious reason is everyone's uh, isolating, they're in lockdown um, and they have more time. So there's a couple of factors with one having the time. So if they were thinking about uh, getting a new pet, then this is kind of a good time to push them over the edge to go, hey, let's do it now while I can spend time with them and, and do training and uh, do those initial things, especially if you're thinking about a puppy. Uh, and also socially as well. It's um, those uh, are at home, they're a little bit more, uh, maybe a bit more lonely and it's nice having that companionship. So why not now? All right, so let's talk about the, the health benefits for people wanting to own, say a puppy or a dog in particular, what are they? Sure. Oh, look, it's that's a well, well-known thing for historically. I mean, we know that uh, many studies, we live a hell of a lot longer. We tend to live better quality of lives if we're, we're social creatures by nature. And, and dogs are social creatures as well as a good example. So we all love relationships. No one wants to be sitting around sort of twiddling their thumbs. It's nice to have that little thing there that you're in charge of and you can love and give attention to and, and build a relationship. That's quite a beautiful thing and that's why we all love them. Dr. Anthony, so that's good for, for us as pet owners if we've got one. Sure. But it's not just the, the health of the owner, right? It, equally as important is the health of the animal. So, so what do new owners or those thinking about getting a puppy or owning one need to know? Sure. Yeah. Good question. So you're absolutely right. We've got to think about them as well. It's a two-way relationship like anything else. Uh, and they are the biggest things to know realistically is, is actually time the more time you put into them the more you're going to get out of them no one wants the, the sort of classic thing where oh we're so busy and we we unfortunately maybe impulse buy a little puppy that was so freaking cute from the shop and uh, and then we're like oh my god they required so much more than i realized so i think the biggest take-home message is that it's a big responsibility and the more time and effort you spend with your, your puppy, just like your children or anything else, the, the, the better that relationship's gonna be, the happier your puppy is gonna be as well, your dog, their, their mental health, all of those things will flourish. So Dr. Anthony, for those looking to, to get a dog, how do you find out what breed of dog is right for you and, and is that important? Mm. 
Absolutely. Yeah, very common question. And I think that comes down to education. You know, the more information you can gather, the more you know about the different breeds and people's lifestyles, the more you can marry those two together. Some people work very busy lifestyles and it might be nicer to have an elderly dog that doesn't need a lot of things. And that's where rescuing is wonderful and can come into play. And others are like, no, I, I absolutely have some time. I want a brand new little puppy that I can, I can then put my time and energy and love into. Uh, and, and I think that's a big difference between. So when it comes to breeds, knowing more about those breeds to marry up your lifestyle, your personality, your wishes, then you're going to make a better match and more likely to have a better relationship. So this is your health and your wealth, right? So we've obviously spoken about the health benefits of owning a dog, but, but what about the costs involved? Can you run us through those? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Always a popular misconception. Uh, one thing, I suppose, big take-home message, pets are generally not cheap like people think. Um, you you have obviously things like emergencies, which is a, a sort of thing we do at our hospital. Um, but look, the average, there was a study done recently that actually said the average to expect for a dog's lifespan is about 25 grand. So you think that you're up for 25 grand for the 10 to 15 years, you might have that, that little baby. Um, and that's a good way of thinking of it. And then there is, going back to the breeds issue, there is a difference and knowing about different breeds because certain breeds are far more prone to different things happening throughout their life. And then you're gonna be up for more costs with certain breeds compared to other breeds. So that's where the research and education comes into it, learning a little bit more. The, the cost thing is quite interesting because the consumer watchdog, the ACCC, recently reported a huge increase in puppy scams, and that's where where fake breeders advertise puppies online and ask for money for dogs that don't exist and then don't deliver. So how do you yeah. how do you find how do you properly find a pet? Sure, yeah, really good question. So one of the best ways uh, that I sort of teach people when when they they having these thoughts is go out and physically meet them. I find that where people get caught up is by buying things online and by having very little information. So you don't really know what you're getting. It's um, it's That's a common thing I think we find when we do shop online. Sometimes something comes in, no matter what you're shopping for, and it's like, wow, that's great, or what I expected, or better than I expected. Quite often, it's not what you expected. Um, so when it comes to a puppy, that's a big investment. It's a, emotionally as well as monetary, sure. Uh, and it's a lifelong thing for them, but that could be one to two decades for you. So it is a big decision. Going out and physically meeting is, uh, phone calls, uh, lots of emails, but physically going out and seeing a facility, you can't beat that because you get to talk to people face to face. You get to see how invested they are in their facility and in the animals and welfare of those animals. And you'll make far better decisions if you actually meet people rather than doing it online. And, and Dr. Anthony, final question. So are there any advantages or disadvantages to getting a dog from a breeder or say from a, a rescue house, for example? Yeah, absolutely. So um, differences, uh, no right or wrong between them, but a good example from breeders uh, is if you go and physically meet and find the good breeders who are registered and who have great facilities and are invested in them, 
uh, good way of, 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 of noticing that is one, the facility and two, how interested breeders are in you as well. If I find a breeder asks you a lot of questions, they tend to be really caring and want to make sure that their puppies go to good homes, which is great. Um, and then if you're looking for a specific breed and you want that little puppy, that's fantastic. Go and have those conversations. Rescuing is my favorite. Okay, so um, I, if I if I had my choice, I would I would never um, I wouldn't go to breeders and go to any of the other avenues, only for the one single reason that we have more dogs that need homes that are unwanted that don't have homes than anything else and everything else combined. So if you can rescue, that's what I do. Then I I will give that animal a home that otherwise you know, might have had a different fate. And I think there's a beauty in that as well. So advantages, disadvantages. Awesome. Dr. Anthony, really appreciate your time. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you can follow uh, Anthony uh, at his business, SuperVets, at SuperVets underscore Manly Hendra. That's Manly, M-A-N-L-Y, Hendra, H-E-N-D-R-A on Instagram. Dr. Anthony, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No worries. That's Dr. Anthony there talking about everything you need to know about pet ownership. Let's now move on from your health to your wealth. And the gold price has gone through the roof over the past few weeks, actually hit a record this week as interest in the precious metal soars. So what do you need to know if you want to buy some? Well, joining me now live is Jordan Elisio. He is a Senior Investment Manager at the Perth Mint. Jordan, thank you very much for joining me. What exactly, if we start from the basics, is gold? Well, gold's a commodity that human beings have valued for many thousands of years. We have used it as a store of wealth. We've used it as a form of money, and we've obviously used it as a display of wealth. Uh, people obviously like wearing it as jewellery. Uh, for, as I say, for, for thousands of years. And, and there are a lot of reasons for that. It's obviously beautiful. Uh, it's ductile. It's malleable. It doesn't, uh, doesn't tarnish. Uh, so there's uh, a lot of physical properties of gold that have made it uh, the sort of store of value that that's investors and, and that humans like to turn to in, in times of uncertainty. Yeah, let's talk about that store of value, right? Why is it really considered an investment asset? So, or in other words, why is it so valuable? Sure. Well, there's there's a, there's a couple of reasons. The first and, and and perhaps most obvious one or important one is that that gold carries absolutely no credit risk at all. So, you know, when you have your money in in pretty much any other type of investment, there's some degree of risk. Uh, that uh, either inflation is going to eat away its value. If you have your money in a company, the company could go bust. Um, if you have your money in a, a corporate bond, the, the company may not repay. Uh, so there are, you know, not, not to say those investments are, are not safe or sensible in, in any way, but there's, there's risk in them that is totally absent with gold. And that is why in, in times of heightened uncertainty, investors tend to say or gravitate towards a, an investment like gold because they say, you know, this is this is still going to be here a year from now, five years from now, it's still going to have value. And 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 that's obviously attractive to investors in, in more uncertain times. All right, Jordan, let's talk about why gold has surged recently. Um, over the past couple of months, we've seen it hit a record high. It's a record mm -hmm. high over the past few days, right? Um, there's a yeah. chart on screen. Can you tell us why we've seen prices surge? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's, I suppose, two or three key reasons. The first is obviously the 
economic impact from COVID-19, or, or I suppose the, the attempts to limit the spread of COVID-19, are uh, making investors very nervous about traditional asset classes. Uh, and ergo, they're, they're sort of moving some money into precious metals. Um, the second reason is that uh, interest rates uh, are so low now that they're effectively uh, less than zero once you factor inflation into account. So investors are thinking, well, you know, my money's in the in the bank is technically safe, but I'm I'm going to go backwards if I leave my money there. So it becomes more attractive to to put money in gold. And then over the last couple of months in particular, I'd, I'd say there's actually just a bit of momentum coming in now as well. So you know, obviously investors want to try and make money where they can. So when they see the price going up, they they want to have exposure to it. Okay. Uh, if someone's really new to this and they and they don't know much about gold, how can they get exposure to gold? Yeah, so probably probably the easiest way for most investors now, and, and this is assuming they, um, say, for example, already buy shares, is to buy what's called a, an exchange-traded product on the ASX. So you can buy uh, products now which move up and down with the gold price um, like you buy a regular share. And obviously the benefit of that is you don't then need to worry about storing it or you know where you're going to take the metal back to sell it in the future. Um, it, as I say, it, it can be bought and sold like a regular share. The Perth Mint offers uh, one of those products on, on the ASX. Um, the, you know, you can still also do it the traditional way. So you can go and buy, you know, physical bars and coins. And again, an institution like ours provides that service, but there are you know, bullion dealers um, in, in, in pretty much every major city in Australia. Uh, so, so look, those are the, the, the two main ways um, that, that people will buy gold. As I say, for new investors, if they already buy shares, an exchange-traded product might, would be a pretty good place to start. When it, goes, when it comes to bullion or those gold bars, how mm -hmm. does one go about buying that, right? And, in, you know, how does it work and what kind of denominations? How, how, does, how do you buy it? Yeah, so one of the beauties of gold is it can be manufactured into uh, sort of bars or coins of multiple sizes. So, so perhaps, you know, one of the perceptions that's out there and this is probably because, you know, people have seen movies like The Italian Job where they see these huge gold bars. And so, you know, you, you, the, the, the perception is, oh, God, I must need hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to buy a gold bar. Um, but the reality is you can buy gold bars that are even smaller than one ounce. Um, but let, let's use one ounce as an example. Uh, you know, an ounce of gold in Australian dollars is roughly $2,800, uh, costs roughly $2,800 right now. So you can buy bars of, of that size. Uh, and, and in many ways, uh, you know, I was talking about um, shares before, it, it's not dissimilar. So rather than opening a brokerage account with a stockbroker, you open a bullion account with an institution like ours. And in, in, as I say, instead of buying shares, you, you, you buy one ounce, two ounce, three ounces of, of gold. Um, you know, if you were to buy, let's say, 10 ounces, you, you, could, you could buy 10 one ounce bars, you could buy one 10 ounce bar. Um, there, there's no right or wrong way to do it necessarily. Um, but it's a, it's a very straightforward process to buy physical gold directly. The, I think the key thing for an investor, though, is to make sure you're buying it from a reputable counterparty. And, and Jordan, you know, we spoke a lot about the positives, but, but what about the negatives of gold and holding gold? Because it doesn't necessarily generate income, does it? It's more of a store of value when, when we talk about the bars. That's, that's right. So, you know, every investment has some kind of drawback. Um, in gold's case, the, you know, its biggest one is the fact that it won't deliver a, a regular income stream. Um, you know, obviously, if you compare that to, say, your, your cash in the bank, obviously, it's stable on a day-to-day -day basis. You hope you can earn a little bit of income on it. Right now, you're not earning pretty much anything. And of course, inflation will eat the value of that money away over time. Um, so, yeah, from gold, from, from the perspective of gold, 
the the way it delivers a return is through capital gain. And and if you look, you know, not just at the last three months, but you know, if you take the last fifty years as a whole, the average increase in its price comes to around about ten percent per annum. So so whilst it's not delivering you an income on a day to day basis, the increase in its price is has certainly delivered you know very solid returns over the long run. And obviously, you need to pay a bit of money to store it, depending on how much you've got and keep it safe. Jay Jordan, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me on your health and your wealth. Thank you. My pleasure, Ricardo. That's Jordan Alicio there. You can follow him on Twitter at Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, Alicio, L-E-L-I-S-E-O. I'll say that again because I stuffed it up. So Jordan Alicio, J-O-R-D-A-N. E-L-I-S-E-O. And that is it for this stream. Don't forget the information on this program is general in nature. And if you want to make a financial decision based on it, you should really be talking to a financial advisor to make sure that your financial decision is right for you. The information here is is just general in nature. Your health and your wealth is all over social media, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Periscope and Twitter. And it's also now on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you tell your friends. Next week will be episode 10. So uh, it'll be the last episode in this first season of Your Health and Your Wealth, and I'll be taking a bit of a break. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. I'll see you next time. 